When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So... Sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. All righty, here we go. Welcome to the Monday KBJ After the Show podcast. Had a glorious weekend. Really pumped to see that uh, Canes win the Dolphins yesterday. Oh, absolutely amazing. I uh, got an email here from Carlos. He said, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm also a Christian Wilkins fan. Aww. And he looked amazing last Yeah, he night. did. I was thinking how much better he could shine with a guaranteed contract. No doubt. I hope that's uh, coming. Hope he stays healthy this season and gets the contract he deserves. Man, he'd look great in the Cowboys Navy. Hey, now. Your hands off. <laughs> Don't Keep you touch our off. baby. That's right. That's our baby. Yeah, he, he did play uh, very well, though. So it's good to see him. Doing all that, putting out uh, his full effort. He's just a guy that loves the game. You know, the offense is scoring, and he's out there celebrating with them, you know. I love it. Which is good. I mean, because a lot of times, like, maybe the defense is on their own little thing, and the offense does their own little thing. But now, with him, it's all team. So it's He's a captain. Cool. Yeah. It's cool to see. Well, I thought you had a great game today, so. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're the coach. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I, you had a great game, Coach. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. You too. Yeah, we gotta be. We gotta <laughs> fucking teamwork. We gotta pump each other up here. No I, one got sacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MVP for that breakfast move you made today too. I that was don't. Solid. I, I at least got the spirit award for sure. Yeah. You saved the impressive. day with breakfast. Yeah. That was fun. And you introduced us to something new and exciting: the pizza bagel. That was a big thing. My mom, my mom would make my dad pizza bagels a lot. You, you guys wouldn't do ba- pizza bagels. I've never done that, but I bet you Rocco would love it. And I don't know if Fat Kevin ever delved into the world of bagel bites. No, they they weren't. I, I think one, it was the era. I don't think bagels were huge, and I think at the time they weren't that big in my area. That's one of those snacks that I it tricks me every time thinking they're not shitty, and then I'll make a bunch of bagel bites, and by the fifth one, I go, these kind of fucking suck. They're not good. They're convenient, and they're fun for kids, but they're not tasty. They could be better. I think they, they have could a be great so much idea. better. They, they're kind of shitty tasting. The idea is amazing. I like better what you got going on over there, that full-size bagel Full size with the 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 pizza. 
I'm going to make that for Rocco. He is going to crap happiness. Look at that. Yeah, those are good. They are going to be good. I'm going to heat them up later. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of let them sit and then... Put them in the air they don't fryer. Get hard, though, and kind of... Well, then you, you bake 350. Okay. Or you air fry them. Air fry them. Okay. okay. Picks yeah. them right back up. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. Eating them... Right away is the right way to do it. You taste. you are food rich. Yes. But she understands why I do this. Now I'm going home and the show's over. The, the heavy lifting of the day is done. Mm-hmm. And I dropped off part of my taco bar at his house this morning at 5 a.m. Oh, that's right. She she gave me. She dropped I gave, over. Uh, I had a taco bar this weekend and I, over, I overordered. And we didn't even come close to putting a dent in it. And I knew he loves beans and rice. Oh, my gosh. It was a Flintstone style. Here comes the witch in the cloak of night or morning. It was dark out. And she's like, I got some some tacos for you. I'm like, oh, thank you. Right. (laughs) And it is big. And, And Mr. J in the chat room is right. Jay Bird is edging with his food. Yeah. And I am. The anticipation. You know it's there. The buildup. It gives me a delight. And yes. then when you get to release, <laughs> yes. it's just I mean, so much. Oh, you're going to more. You're going to molest that pizza bagel. I, I like almost suffering a little bit before <laughs> the pleasure. What, a, what an odd. <laughs> so odd. You're, it, just, it almost sounds like serial killer type behavior, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> you have your victim in the pit and... <laughs> you don't want to. You know, you're playing them. with yeah. it. They, yeah. they know that you're going to be wearing their skin for clothes, but you know it's just a matter of time. You it's all happening. You can't get it over with too soon. Yes, <laughs> just playing with your victim. No, it's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos said. Also, Kevin, how did your son's game go on Thursday? I tried to go watch, but I got to uh, Boynton High late. Uh, my boys attend there. I couldn't listen to the whole show on Friday. I know if you uh, spoke about it. Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, Cannon did not uh, get in the game, and they lost. So they've got a junior that uh, they put in at uh, quarterback. So and apparently they liked the flow, how it was going. So he didn't get any reps. But, you know, it's a good life lesson for him about determination. and saying, Prove hey, yourself. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, he had had an ankle injury, so he had been out for about a week and a half, two weeks. So I think in that time – you know, he kind of lost his spot and gotcha. other dude slid in. And so, you know, hey, you got to go out there and improve it again. So. When I went to college, I rode the bench pretty much the entire, my whole college career. I will say it sucked and it was awful, but you mm-hmm. do learn a lot through pain. And you, you learn do. a lot through stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's why for me, I'm, I'm a huge fan of sports just because of the adversity that you face and the struggle to do it, to do it well, that you learn so many life lessons and you know, you kind of put yourself into adversity that doesn't matter, if that makes sense. Because it's a game. It really doesn't matter. Right. And then there's adversity in life that a lot of times those things do matter. And I think the adversity and the strength you build from your time in sports and facing those adversities that really don't matter it, it is kind just, of builds up your character and strength and fortitude. It is just a game. But for some people, it becomes their livelihood. And then sure. that's why I think that's when... Things get, you know, I, I mean, crazy. Uh, unless you are making serious amounts of money off of it. If you're playing in the men's beer softball league, yeah, s- dude, sit the fuck down, come calm on down, now. stop getting mad, stop getting that beer red anger face <laughs> when yeah. you ground out to shortstop. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I've seen so many 
red, angry, just they get you. Know, they they had the red face because they've been drinking in the sun all day. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get. So anyway, so I'll I'll let you know. Uh, hopefully, he gets uh, some action here one of these days. We'll see how it goes. I got an email from Mark. He said, I just finished watching Cocaine Bear on Prime Video. The late Ray Liotta was in it. The movie was fun, can't be cute. I was rooting for the bear. Jaybird's movies are way better, though. Maybe uh, there is somewhere to submit Jaybird's movies for distribution. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're on YouTube. Okay. They're free. <laughs> <laughs> they're distributed. Yeah, they're, they're, go ahead and watch them right now. <laughs> we should do a marathon. We can. I, I'd like to go back to the beginning and watch them from the beginning. Yeah, that would be kind of fun to have a day. Maybe find a theater and go out there. And Yep, the orders. Clowns have murderous ways. Victims galore. So much blood. Grimsley. And then it'll be anniversary this year. Oh, it's called anniversary. Yeah, I've told you that 11 times. Damn. I'm reiterating for the people. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know it's called anniversary. I know. <laughs> I don't know whose anniversary it is, though. I only know my parts that I've shot, and Cheeseburg keeps the whole rest of the script like a secret. So you never really know, like, what the whole thing's about. If you're just an actor, you don't know how the whole thing plays. Right. The good news is you don't have to, you only have one more thing to do. That's it. Me? You're done. You only have one more thing, and you're done. One more thing. But... I have to, there's a little stipulation, but I'll talk to you later. I'm not doing it naked. No, no. <laughs> no nudity from Virginia? Just a G-string. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nobody wants that. I am not comfortable asking anybody to ever do a naked scene. That's why you see my ass in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a stipulation with uh, what she's got to do? It's just a traveling situation. It's complicated? It's not complicated. It just might be a little far. Am I going to Okeechobee? Oh, fuck. (laughs) No, (laughs) jeez. So uh, I told Kevin during commercial break today, go, I'm so afraid to tell her this. Oh. <laughs> when is this? Friday. Oh. oh. I'm so sorry. It's just a Friday night. Oh, no. There's a chance that might not happen. I'm, I'm doing my best to not make that happen. You were looking for a scary house. Scary house, and I'm looking for it in Palm Beach County, but nothing's working out in Palm Beach County. Everything just kind of doesn't look the right way, and... There's, or if it is to go, oh, how about this house? It'll be awesome. And they go, oh, you wanted the inside of the house too. Sorry, I have cats and we can't do anything there. Or, what, oh, it's, it's a museum and I don't know, <laughs> I have no connections to it. And sorry. I just sent you a picture of something. Yeah. So we've ran into a lot of situations like that. Gotcha. And Okeechobee's the only one that's really kind of coming through. Oh, boy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's only like an hour away. I guess way. we're going to Chobie. I think we're going to turn into a fun trip. I've been saying that all morning. Who's like, driving? Me? We'll figure it out. Oh, no. And no, I'm no, driving. No, I can get you a ride there. I'll, I'll, come on, A-list actor. I'll give you all your favorite snacks. Yeah, we... We'll champ, talk. Champagne. We'll talk. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they got a really nice Burger King out that way. <laughs> Is that all they have out there? No, there's a few no, other places. There's there's a little there's a little community out there. Mm-hmm. We okay. could go. We could make a day That's out. That's what it. I'm saying. Yeah, might be fun. You're traveling. Oh, this. Just like warming up to it. Let's find some Choby bars and go fuck shit up. Uh, I am so when it's a wrap, let's go. Uh, let's fuck up O Town. Is it called or the Big That's Oak? That's Orlando. Okay, the Big Oak. Let's fuck up the Big Oak. 
don't oh. think it's called the Big Oak either. I kind of like that. The Big Oak? <laughs> Okeechobee? Oh, I might go Choby more. Choby, yeah, because there is. was a softball team that uh, my daughter used to play called the Choby Fire Sticks. Them bitches could hit. <laughs> Holy crap, they man. Don't fuck around in Choby. Oh, my gosh. I think they hit like eight home runs in one game on us. I was like, whatever you do, don't pitch to them. At all. Walk. At all. Just walk them all. <laughs> Try to wear them out walking the bases. Yeah. Crazy. They, they were the they were considered one of the best, right? Uh, they were just they were a big hitting team. There were just some badasses. Yeah. yeah, they were they were good. So they were they were very solid, big hitters. Uh, got an email from Angie in Hollywood. Talk a little bit about the no name movie game. She said, um, "Yeah, you. Uh, I just listened back to the no name movie game from Friday. And according to the rules, Bird should have won the first round, avoided quadruple overtime because." V gave the clue for three men and a baby as one more than two dudes and an infant using not one, but two words from the title of the movie. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have dealt with that before words like in and, and, but the things like that, you know, articles and things We're more talking about signature words. Like if you use three men, baby, then you've got an issue, but we're not really dinging on that. Cause it's just so hard to speak. If you're having to say, I can't use the word, and or in or the, the. yeah they don't speak for me hollywood i think it's a great email <laughs> but that's just why we do because otherwise we'd be ticky tacking so i mean we already have ridiculous debates about whether Look, that counted or not i like when people get into our games because we fucking take that shit seriously we mm. even though virginia acts like she don't like that belt i've got the belt at home i i had it for my party the other night i didn't see any pictures I didn't, that, I didn't take any. You forgot to take some pictures. <laughs> no pictures. I had the belt and I forgot to put it on. If I see you with a picture and you're in Publix and you got the belt, then there's respect. Because <laughs> I'm such a peacocker. I know. I'm sure you'd love to <laughs> put the belt on and go to Publix. It'd be awful. <laughs> I'd be so mad. You would hate doing it. I that. would hate it. <laughs> Uh, Virginia, you got kind of an answer to your question you'd seen on TikTok about uh, how you need to take magnesium. And Jennifer said, Virginia's actually right this time. It is good for sleep and anxiety. Yeah, that's what this guy was saying. Like his whole life, he's dealt with anxiety. And then uh, he started taking the magnesium and he completely has no anxiety, no fear, no depression. He's like, I don't understand how my whole life I went this long without knowing about it. And I'm like, wow, if it can help that fuck face, maybe it can help me. And then you look below the email and it's like CEO, magnesium.com. <laughs> and uh, she had uh, a couple of good notes here. She said, you want to make sure you're taking magnesium citrate. And she said, um, for... Other vitamins, whether or not you need them or not, I'd recommend a full panel of blood work and see if you're deficient in anything. I'd done that before, and she'd said, for example, my vitamin D levels were low, ironically, in Florida, where we got the Sunshine State. A lot of Floridians are inside, so they are deficient in vitamin D, but you need vitamin K to go along with it to help it absorb into your body correctly. And that's the one thing I'm like, gosh, okay. So I do vitamin D, so it's not absorbing without vitamin K. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I don't do that. Um, and then she said, the other one was uh, the turmeric is good. 
but you've got to make sure that it's got the black pepper extract with it. All right, this is too much chemistry for me. <laughs> Just take five years off my life. Biopiperin. The, and the magnesium citrate is the one that makes you shit yourself. That's what they gave me for the ki- my kidney operation. <laughs> they give you that so you go uh, in there, you know, feeling light as right. a feather, and it works. And the witch is right. The magnesium citrate. Yeah. Yes. We don't know how to say it, but it looks like citrate, citrate. Or citrate. That's the one that you drink it and then you just poop your soul out. (laughs) I don't think that's the one I'm going to take. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like being on the toilet that much. Magnesium glycinate, I think, is the one that I'm supposed to take. But it is kind of frustrating if you're taking vitamins and because you're not taking another vitamin to go along with it to make sure it absorbs, you're basically just pissing your money down the drain. I'm sure I probably am on – I'm probably can wasting you, so much money on vitamins. Can you just give me a fucking Flintstone vitamin? It tastes good and it gives <laughs> me all what I need, right? So, uh, so, I mean, if that's the case with turmeric, why would they ever make turmeric that doesn't have the black pepper in it? That is on that list of, if you don't want to die, motherfucker, eat turmeric. And that's, I got so much turmeric in the month, the October month of death, and I didn't use any of it. And look at you, you didn't die. Yeah, but I think I just, it's on deck. It's, it's <laughs> soon. It's, it's, death it's, is knocking. It's, it's a knocking. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, if, if that's the case, why would you ever make turmeric? By the way, it's for inflammation, if you're wondering. Because that's what ended up happening. I started reading all that shit. I go, man, turmeric and then potassium and iron. Let me just go eat some, I don't know, something from the hot bar that they say is healthy. It's easier that way. Yeah. And you can get like magnesium from like foods too. You don't have to take like a supplement, right? That's what I would do. I would go buy the turmeric from Whole Foods, but then I'm like, oh, this is confusing. I'll go to the hot bar, and then you'd go to pay for everything. That'll be $1,100. <laughs> and that's Crazy. just for the salad. Yeah. It's $40 a pound. They will trick you into buying a $50 fucking salad if you are not careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I've heard, too, sometimes, and i, I kind of gone with this for a while. It's just, you know, you get your best vitamins by just eating good food that has the nutrients in it. That's how you get the best absorption. That's how it works best. And I, I do eat pretty well. Oh, you eat great. You do. You eat but, like a saint. Well, but, you know, that might be somebody who's eating all vegetables. And I'm not doing that. I mean, I have meats and that kind of stuff with the keto. Oh, I mean, you're doing so bad. I had cake at 11 p.m. last <laughs> night and then passed out. Birthday cake. You're yeah. doing all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> doing good. <laughs> Happy birthday. You won't see another one. Dead by Christmas. That's why you had to have it now. (laughs) That's what I'm going to put on your cake. Dead by Christmas. That should be the horror movie. Dead by Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) It's too real, bro. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They say that uh, if you eat a low-fat vegan diet, your food costs decrease 16%. And so does your fun. Right. And listen to this. Only... 1% of Americans are vegan. Only 4% are vegetarian. I didn't know the numbers were that low. I didn't wow. either. That seems a little low, but then That seems really low. I feel like people they they kind of dive in both worlds. I feel like if you're not a complete vegetarian, you have moments of being a vegetarian mm-hmm. and maybe they're saying all in vegetarians Yeah, completely. die hard. Yeah, they say those are the same numbers from 10 years ago, so it's not like it's wow. gone up. Uh, to me, I'm thinking, okay, about every one out of three people are vegan or vegetarian, right? Apparently not. I mean, I feel like, I mean, when I went to Logan, Kev, I felt like they didn't. Zero percent of people in Logan are vegan or vegetarian. I felt like they liked their, the carbs. and It's not a knock on how they looked. It just was the environment. It was oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We carb load in Logan. Yeah. And I, I, I look, I belong in Logan. Well, <laughs> I mean, a good eight, nine months out of the year, you're wearing sweaters. I get it. So, you know, you don't have to be that tight, baby. It's hard to stay motivated when it's all when it's snowing out and it's 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 cold. You just Sky's want some gray, cheese grits. It's gloomy, yeah. Cheese grits. You want and, comfort food, baby. Yeah, watching something on the on the boob too. And yeah. some cheese grits. Oh, kinda, cheese grits are so good. It's really kind of pointless to have abs in Logan in my hometown. It really doesn't make any sense. I feel like it, they would think of you as an outsider and they some of them They wouldn't trust you. Them rednecks would kick your ass. I mean, who is this? Kick your ass and your ass. With them little lumps on the stomach. Man, Why is he so skinny? We don't take we don't take that shit. Yeah. I don't know if Aunt Logan's ever seen an ab. <laughs> it was good that you got out though. Yeah, it probably, probably was. I had a great time there. So happy I grew up there, but it was, it was probably time for Virginia, me. Virginia can't do Logan in a day. I can't do Logan. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> just period. I like the Mexicans' queen's philosophy. Yeah. Never again. Just don't yeah. do Logan. Yeah, just don't do Logan. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let me see. Katie said, I'm not sure if it's on the market yet. I work for a medical higher education publisher in North Carolina, and I covered all the colleges. I know there was a buzz about some students who invented a nail polish that detected drugs and drinks. They change colors. Wow, that's pretty cool. Again, I think Undercover Colors bought it and not sure what the status is of it today, but we were talking about how often are people getting their drinks roofied in South Florida. So that was the thing because there was this girl that uh, every time she drank pretty much, she would be like, oh, I got I got drugged again. They're like, well, bitch, you just can't. <laughs> Alcohol. That's what your daughter said. Yeah. Your daughter was in the chat room during that girl discussion. Just can't hang. This girl just can't hang. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said she sounds thirsty, not because she's tr- she's getting drinks. Yes, that, that might have been it. So who knows? Yeah, my daughter was in Atlanta over the weekend. She's on her way back now. So I saw she's on the chat of Hoochie River, it looked like. 
Oh, uh, yeah, they had, um, you know, up in Atlanta, She did, they go up because she has a good friend that lives there, and her parents have a uh, house on a lake. Fun. Yes. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of people up in uh, Georgia in that area, there's a lot of, a lot of, especially in the summertime, a lot of lake activity. That's what they do. They get a pontoon. Jay, you're on a pontoon. I hate that song. <laughs> Making <laughs> waves above the raising. Gosh, that song. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm a pacifist, and I, I, I watched one of their live performances, and I just wanted to jump and just tackle the guitar player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't do it, huh? Yeah, so that's what they do. They get on their pontoon and play a little big town. Just kind of float. So What else? Do the, the pontoon fuckers, do they have anything else that's a hit that me and Virginia know? I thought they had two big crossovers. The one that I would, yeah. In fact, the one I think you would like the best, it is a great song called Better Man. Um, and it was written by Taylor Swift. Okay. In fact, you can kind of, she might do backing vocals on it because you can almost kind of hear her influence on that song. It is a fantastic song. Yeah, Better Man. Oh, she gonna, can write a song. Yeah, She's if you're going to listen the- to a Little Big Town song, that would probably be the one. Yeah, some of them are... You know, I just don't day like drinking and things like that. I don't think you would like. I think that'd be the one. Surprise, surprise! I like that sad country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out Better Man and, and okay, tell me well, if, if you can hang with that one. Man, Swift really just has the whole playbook career just mapped out to a T. Which so is when just like pop starts to kind of say, "All right, we're done." She goes right into country, which really kind of is the next pop right now. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, a lot of it's so close. Yeah, you listen to country and it's. You could rework a song subtly with almost oh. every country song, and it'd sound just like something that'd be on RMF. Even that '90s country that we like, all all those were really just pop songs, but they turned it into a country song. Mm-hmm. They they had that kind of melody earworm type of thing. Yeah, there's a there's a few that are too uh, twangy. In fact, I saw today they were saying that the Southern accent is disappearing from American vernacular. What? That sucks because I love a Southern accent. Yeah. Except for some. <laughs> some are a little... Huh? You love the sound of my sweet pipes. The sound of a Cajun man screaming at me. Oh, he looks so happy to see me this morning at 5 a.m. Well, look, you can sound... how you can, you can scream like a crow if you're bringing food to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how they measure it exactly, but they'd said even uh, the last generation, their twang was not as intense as their parents. And I think a lot of it's just because you're exposed to the outside world a lot more. It's not so isolated regionally. Sure. And so that exposure and you're hearing other people talking a lot on TikTok and in movies and songs and all that. So, yeah, they say that, um, you know, unless you go to a small town that is really isolated, even the small towns aren't that isolated anymore. Uh, with just the way you can get social media and whatnot. Everything's just blown up yeah. open the game. They yeah. all come, come got on. TikTok. Yeah. You're right, though. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. got all that shit. Don't matter where you live, you can get you some TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I know. In a couple generations. <laughs> yeah. Dead by Christmas. That's right. Dead by Christmas. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of uh, fascinating stories going to be interesting to uh, watch to see just uh, where they might go. Uh, one was actually from Friday, and, you know, I, I look at these stories, and I'm trying to, because you don't know, but at what point is the person really kind of an a-hole, or at what point are they apologizing when they really shouldn't? And I, I'd seen somebody kind of going off, I don't know if you'd seen the story of what had happened with Jimmy Fallon, but Rolling Stone the magazine had spoken to two current and 14 former staffers who said that 
Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show was toxic. He had oh, erratic boy. behavior. Maybe it was because he was drinking too much. And they said sometimes he appeared drunk or smelled like booze. And <laughs> well, let's not judge him. That, that, <laughs> and they would, wouldn't know if they were getting the cheerful or friendly Jimmy or the belligerent and mean version. They said that they uh, even had cry rooms where they would what? go to, to cry because they had been reprimanded by Jimmy Fallon. He was just kind of some raging drunk a-hole and a belligerent mean person. <laughs> they had cry rooms. If you have cry, well, that sounds, that sounds like, ridiculous. That sounds like some bullshit right there. That sounds, cry like, rooms. that sounds like somebody's making shit up. And one incident uh, Rolling Stone brought up involved Jerry Seinfeld seeing Jimmy mistreat a staffer and telling him to apologize. But Jerry says, he's like, Rolling Stone blew that whole story way out of proportion. So Jimmy held a Zoom meeting with uh, staff. I think it was like on Thursday. And he said, I'm embarrassed. I feel so bad. Sorry if I embarrass you and your family and friends. I feel so bad I can't tell you. I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everybody. And then I saw somebody else that knew Jimmy Fallon. Like, this is such a bullshit story because he is the nicest dude I've ever met. And I've been around him a good bit, seen him work, seen what it's like. And this is just, again, somebody trying to make somebody apologize that shouldn't. And I and they're like, they're like, I'm kind of mad at Jimmy only because he apologized. Because he yeah. never did, he did not have a toxic work environment. Well, I think too, I think a lot of times, if you're doing that kind of job and that kind of gig, there's a lot of pressure to it anyway. And what people sometimes, and I'm not saying he wasn't a jerk, and I'm not saying people aren't jerks behind the scenes, but I think sometimes getting impatient if a deadline's not met and people getting upset because people aren't doing their job, that's, that's part of trying to win ratings there. And that's not necessarily being toxic, that's just trying to get your job done. It's yeah. a battle. It's a battle. And I think right. sometimes people are going to be intense during those th that kind of a job. You, you can't really sit back and not be intense and have that kind of bulldog mentality. Now, that, that's not an excuse to treat people like shit, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying people are going to get hot-headed in those moments, and you can't – there's going to be eggs broken in the kitchen, and you got to keep it moving. I was talking to a, a buddy yesterday who was in uh, the radio TV industry, and he was talking to a friend of his that uh, runs a TV group, and uh, he was saying, I think I'm going to get out of this. He said, because honestly, you can't – the new workers we have coming in, it's so tough. Like to say anything to them, they take everything so hard and then they, then you're toxic. Yes. And he's like, I have to sit here and try to flower everything up and talking away. And this is with a lot of people just being derelict of their duties. They don't want to come to work. They want to pick their own hours. And you're sitting there. He's like, I can't deal with it anymore. He's like, I'm getting out of, of the industry. He said, you know, he probably could do another 10 years, but he's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm getting into another field. He's like, I, I can't manage what's coming in today. And I, I wonder how much of it. And like I said, I'm sitting here not knowing. I'm only listening to what people are saying about Jimmy Fallon. Maybe he is a belligerent drunk yeah. and he's completely terrible. But, you know, you hear these stories and you're just trying to say, okay, what is the actual truth here? I think it's probably a mixture of both. Yeah. I think you've got that kind of situation. Look, talk show hosts, J uh, Johnny Carson, all of them, they all have – 
you know, I think you got to be kind of a, quirky, yeah, intense. Yes, to, mm. to have that competitive, gig, competitive, crazy. It never stops. It's a daily thing where they're fighting, scratching for ratings. Yeah, yeah. I'm not excusing the. I'm just saying I think those kind of gigs are going to bring out that kind of personality. Right. Then you start to drink, and then to, you have like some snowflakes in the office. You can't even say the truth to some people. Yeah, if you're doing a crappy job, Jamie should be able to tell you you're doing a crappy job. Yes, <laughs> like, I, I think there's a difference between being a toxic dick face and treating people terribly, mm-hmm. and then also being tough sometimes when your staff needs to, you yeah. know, you got to make sure Tighten up. Right. Yeah. They got a lot of pressure. Look, yeah, I mean, that's part big deal. of that gig. And yeah. it's his name on it, you yeah. know? Like, it, that, that's immense pressure for him. The other apology that uh, came that's an interesting debate is Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis apologizing because they had written some letters on behalf of Danny Masterson to the judge to ask for some leniency in his sentencing, which apparently he didn't really care for the letters because he threw the (laughs) book at Danny Masterson. He didn't give him any less time. The letters helped nothing, and now the letters are just making Ashton and Mila look bad. I I don't know if you guys have seen the video of them apologizing, of Ashton and and Mila doing it. Yeah, I did, yeah. Tell me she doesn't look like she's reading a cue card, and she's almost doing a commercial. Well, when we played the audio today, he kind of sounded like it, too. I know they're trying to be somber and serious in their delivery, but it was weird. And it it brings up an interesting debate, because what you're not hearing is there are other co-stars, Kurtwood Smith, Deborah Rupp. The director also wrote letters on behalf of Danny. In fact, the only person really from that 70s show cast that didn't was Topher Grace. And I don't know if that's that. TikTok? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it's Topher Grace that just doesn't care for Danny Masterson, or I don't think he's really tight with the former cast either. I don't know what that might be or why. Well, that's what it meant. Like, TikTok, it's only a matter of time where they're going to get a a statement out of him about everything because now it's everyone's under a microscope after all this. Yeah, no doubt, and that's that's where it is. And then what's made it worse is, you know, they had the apology, and now there's one of Danny Masterson's accusers saying that Ashton Kutcher is just as sick is Danny Masterson. Oh, boy. And she said, I know the secrets your role model keeps for you, ones that would end you. Damn. So I'm wondering, okay, what is that? How nervous is Ashton Kutcher? And, you know, ultimately, if you're in a situation like that, were they wrong for writing those letters to the judge? If you had seen somebody behave behavior for 20 years or known them for 20, 25 years, and they've been good to you, for leniency of this, would you try to write them a letter when the family comes to you and says, hey, would you just say a nice word for them so maybe they can get leniency on the sentencing and be like going, I don't want to get involved? Well, they wrote the letters after he was found guilty and convicted. Like, That's what yeah. I'm saying. They, they just didn't know what his sentence was going to be. It's, yeah, if it's, you had a childhood friend, Jaber, that you'd grown up with and they wound up in this situation and their family came to you and said, hey – you could maybe shave five years off their sentence. Would you write a letter to the judge saying that you know a better side of him? For raping people? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, yeah. and I'm not saying that to, to try he to was sound found guilty. Try to sound good on well, the microphone. I think, I think they're not trying to change the verdict. They're trying to say, you know, there's another side of him. He's not a complete animal and monster. If but I, you got to back away from that. Yeah, well, just, mm-hmm. well, just on, that's what I would believe anyway. If I knew somebody, yeah. if I knew you raped a bunch of people, there's no way right. I could ever go to bat for you on any any level whatsoever. Well, I, I feel I, zero guilt about and, that. And I think you'd have to say, I, I knew the wolf in sheep's clothing. I might have seen the sheep's clothing, but there was a wolf that I never saw. And 
you just be like, okay, because there are a lot of people that can fool people for the longest time. That they are complete monsters and you don't have any idea. Yeah, I'm talking if there was evidence and you were convicted and all that, just like yeah. this situation, I, mm-hmm. I would, yeah, there's no, and I think there's a difference between if you were up for, if someone accused you of something and I stood by you believing you are innocent. Yeah. And, and when I didn't have any, I think that's different. Mm-hmm. The other story that I think is going to be interesting to see pan out is, uh, in, Take away the football part if you don't give a crap about football. Just think, here's a guy with a guaranteed $80 million contract, and all he has to do is not do anything stupid to fuck it up. And he did. Uh, Michigan State has got a problem, too. And if Michigan State does ring a bell for you, they recently had a problem because they failed to act against complaints against Larry Nasser. He was the former USA Gymnastics uh, physician. That was touching everybody inappropriately. Who sexually assaulted more than 300 female athletes under the guise of medical treatments. And he's now been sentenced to a minimum of 100 years in prison. So they came from your school. And now you've got a head football coach, which this is unbelievable to me. He is being accused of sexually harassing the sexual assault prevention advocate. Doesn't that sound like a weird, like, you did what? What the hell is going on? You sexually harassed the sexual assault prevention advocate? That's the person you're going to be on your best behavior around. Yeah, he's claiming it was consensual. She says it wasn't. It had to do with a phone call that happened where he was tugging it to her. Now, they do have some records about they had spoken a bit back and forth because what happened was he brought her in to talk about uh, sexual assault to his players. When she was 24, she was gang raped by four Oregon State football players in 1998. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. And so now that's her mission. She goes around and talks to teams about, hey, respecting women and all that. So she's at Michigan State telling his players about all this. And And that's the person he decides to – look, let's say – just for argument's sake, let's say it was consensual – would this be the person that you would strike up any kind of relationship where it could later be a he said, she said type situation? No. And he's a married guy. He's a married guy. It's not looking good for him. No, he's suspended right now without pay. Ooh. And that seems like it's just a formality until they finally uh, do it. And it's just, it's crazy. When you're that creepy, how do you even get, you're on the phone let's say you're just talking about business. How do you morph into creep that quickly and start to, Hey, I'm uh, touching myself. How do you, how do you go from that? He had said that they were both talking dirty to each other and it was, they were mutually going back and forth. They spoke on the phone at least 27 times, an average of once every two weeks for a half hour. Okay. Many of the phone calls happened. That's a long time. It's a long time, Kevin. Many of the phone calls happened at night because of their work schedules. Both of them said, they spoke most often in the fall of 2021 when he was leading his team to an 11-2 record. So were they talking about work so long into the night? That's his argument, saying, why would I be talking to somebody that much if it was just about her coming to the school two different times? Wow, that's a lot of talking. That's and they it. can show in the phone records that it happened. That's what they have. That's the Detroit Free Press. That may be a consensual thing where then all of a sudden she decided she was going to turn him in. But, I mean, if you've entertained him for weeks and months and 
then at the end of it, you turn him in. I don't, I don't know if I believe her. Well, I mean, if it's consensual, there's no criminal. Now, right. we can talk about morals because yeah, he and, is and I don't married. Know if cheating, I don't know if, you know, cheating, stepping out on your wife. No, you're and a doing something like that. Yeah, does but, that but that's violate not criminal. what? If everyone's involved in it, right? We we got to take responsibility for being. If, and if he's that's got what eighty million dollars riding on this. Jeez. Eighty million dollars are riding on this. I so mean, if they do fire him and he loses the eighty million, he's going to be able to go work for a different program, right? Or no one will doubtful, touch him. Doubtful. Wow. Man. I doubt somebody would touch him. <laughs> eighty million. All because you are horny. Crazy, right? So, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because he has thrown up all kinds of Hail Marys. And the Twitter discussion, I've not seen it confirmed in an actual article yet, was, um, you know, when she uh, had her uh, assault back in 1998. It was four guys that were on the Oregon State football team. Apparently, she then refused to testify in court, saying she had received backlash and death threats because of it. Now, he, Mel Tucker, is black. She is white. And she said where he decided to end the relationship was when she called those four men that attacked her the N-word. Oh, boy. So what he's brought he's brought race into it, said he ended it. Then she got upset and then went and filed a sexual harassment claim against him. This is messy. Oh, yeah. boy. It this is, is not going to be a quick investigation. They're going to have to really dig and figure out what happened here. But okay, it's just, so I didn't know. So these are all kind of details I didn't oh, know it's a, it's a, They're right now throwing haymakers back and forth because wow. he's desperate. He's got 80. Imagine losing $80 million, <laughs> and you probably will not get another job again. I mean, how many more controversies can you throw in a story? It's unreal. Oh and this is just, this broke midnight Saturday night. This is what's come out in 48 hours. Wow. This is going to get really ugly. But to me, if you've got a morality clause and $80 million rides on it, don't do anything sexual with the sexual assault prevention advocate. Just, yeah. If you got any kind of, I would never leave the house. <laughs> just to order some subs. <laughs> I'd wear glasses so they can't see my eyes. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. So some interesting stories. We'll see how they unfold. All right, ever got a comment for the KBJ Show? You can send it in to us, mail at kbjshow.com, M-A-I-L at kbjshow.com. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.